Welcome back to the Unintentional Community Podcast. This is our fourth episode, but if you're new to the show, you should go back to episode one. This is a five-episode podcast run where myself and my housemates are talking about life together with our baby. And along the way, if you have any questions for us, we're going to be answering them in our fifth and final episode. And you can email those questions in to askahousey at gmail.com. Housey spelled H-O-U-S-I-E. Askahousey at gmail.com. With that said, let's get into the episode. Welcome back to the Unintentional Community, week four. And this week, we're going to get weird and religious. We intentionally had to wait till episode four because we know lots of people listening to this show will have all sorts of thoughts on faith and spirituality and religion. But it is a big part of our house, and it's also a part of how we know each other. So let's get weird and Jesus-y. But first, let's get all your names in case people are new to the show. I'm Kevin. I'm Ben. I'm Meg. I'm Meredith. I'm Steph. And if you haven't listened to the first three episodes, you should. We talked about our daughter Clementine last week and uh, what it's like to be in a family together, kind of with all these houses involved. We talked about expectations on week two. We talked about the pros and cons of living in community in week one. This week, let's get up. Big ups for God. Um, for the Lord. <laughs> for the Lord. Can I get some hands up for LJC. the Lord? Mm. But if you are listening, and here's how I thought we could start this episode. If you're listening and you're not a part of a church or a religious group or you are not down with religious talk, um, here's what we want you to know about what faith looks like for us. And I'm going to just throw this out there. Ideally, we can all throw in a little thing. Mm-hmm. What do you want just people to know when we're talking about faith? Because mm-hmm. there are all sorts of assumptions mm-hmm. and baggage that talking about mm-hmm. um Christian faith in particular can bring. So mm-hmm. like, let's go around, mm-hmm. toss something that you mm-hmm. just want people to know mm-hmm. uh, as they come into this so that we can set some reasonable expectations. Sure. Well, mm-hmm. I think one thing that you can relate to whether or not you are a person of faith is that like, you know yourself and you know the ethos by which you would like to live. And the thing about for us living with other Christians is that like, we have a collective idea of that ethos. And so we have people who help call us to be that person. And so I think no matter where you are, if you have an idea of the kind of person you want to be, you know that you want to surround yourself with people who will call that out of you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's, I think, kind of the biggest like pro and con is like it's it's wonderful to have people who call you to be that best version of yourself, but it's also a challenge because mm-hmm. people call you on your bullshit. So like that's that's kind of what it comes down to practically. Yeah. So even if you're not religious, I think you you know that kind of pull of like who you are and who you would like to become. Mm. Yeah, for me, I would want to just communicate that religion and our relationship with God and um, being part of a church has been um, life giving more than it has ever been restrictive or rule based. And so um, I think a lot of people think of rule-based religion or moral management or things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, it's just been the most life-giving experience being part of a community and being um, someone who tries to live like Jesus and and all of the spiritual practices that come with that have been really life-giving for me. So, Mm -hmm. um, and a positive experience. Mm -hmm. Nice. I think, I think one, um, whatever, um, spiritual experience that you participate in or do not participate in I think I feel very comfortable saying like we all here respect all of those things well I mean 
Maybe Except for those the, the goat sacrifice people. I mean, sure. <laughs> I mean uh, I don't have a pretty them. hard time, you know, having a, an intelligent conversation with flat earthers. But, you know, there's... But, there's, hey, but you don't know how I take. feel about the earth. <laughs> something we've never, <laughs> never talked, talked about. Oh, no. <laughs> Episode <laughs> five, flat earth theory yeah. defended. Yeah. I, would say, I would say rather than uh, any <laughs> approval, it's more like a general respect sure. kind mm-hmm. of things like that. Yeah. Where just yeah. we're... We respect. Just understand yeah. where we're coming from. Kinds of things. Yeah, we're yeah. not judging anyone else for not. We all have thoughts. our own amounts of spiritual baggage, which I'm sure we'll get into. Oh, so, like, mm-hmm. if you also have that, that's Precisely. okay. Mm-hmm. That is not news to us. Like, we are here with that as <laughs> <What>? well. <laughs> the church has done bad things in history, <laughs> and we're still part of it. <laughs> uh, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, uh, for anyone listening, I wouldn't. Uh, uh, I wouldn't. No, I would encourage you to keep listening if you have some baggage and some history with how you've been treated by the church or how people you loved have been treated by the church. Yeah. Because I think that experience is reflected in, in our, you know, our, what we collectively have experienced as a group mm-hmm. of housemates living together in a church, um, mm-hmm. both within our own and, you know, in our past experience. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't, don't tune out just because we're talking about Jesus. Um, don't tune out just because we're talking about the church. Uh, we're going to say things that you might not believe in. Um, but I think down at the very root and the very core of it, uh, there are some things that are applicable to being a human on this mm-hmm. earth and living yeah. with other mm-hmm. humans. And on this I don't earth. believe them every day anyway. So it's okay. <laughs> well, exactly. That's why right? Instagram yeah. other people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's challenging. And like oh, our experiences <laughs> or your experiences reflected in our shared experience as well. Mm-hmm. So the, there's some, yeah, there's some uh, commonality that we have there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We cool, fam. We cool. We co- we cool. And, I mean, and some things, we, we are cool, but yeah, like Ben said, there are things that we believe that are things we genuinely believe and, yeah. and won't be understood, and that's okay. Yeah. Disagreement is fine. Yeah. But I think for us, like mm-hmm. being a Christian is quite a simple thing as well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's trying to live like Jesus mm-hmm. for other people. Um, and when we talk about our faith, it's not an us as like people in a church or Christians against other groups of people. Um, mm-hmm. I think the vision of faith that we all live out of is it's us for the world that like following yeah. Jesus blesses the world, helps other people and ultimately should be part of the healing of the world and not like an escape from the world or yeah. something yeah, like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so even in this, we're trying to pull out the best of our own tradition and, and the world that we live in mm-hmm. for the sake of whoever's listening to this, whether or not you're a part of mm-hmm. the group that we're a part of, we're all tied up in being human as well. And so we see this as a, mm-hmm. a blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally fine. Be on the table yep. Okay, yep. So and I think one we'll, other thing, I wonder if that part should open with a thing of like, we're all, like we're talking about faith and religion, but like mm-hmm. have we said like we're Christians and we met at church? Like yeah. is that a thing? Well, that I think we can get into this. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think okay. we covered it yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right, I think, cool. I think it'll be cool. Okay. okay. Snap back to reality. Oh, there, there goes. goes. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> um, so why don't we just quickly talk about how we all connected through church? Um, because that is where we met one another at the mm-hmm. church that um, Meg and I were part of starting. Mm-hmm. Eucharist Church in downtown Hamilton. And then I think it was like all y'all jumped in at different times. We did yeah. talk about yeah. this briefly on episode mm-hmm. one, but mm-hmm. I think just maybe tying mm-hmm. in how that tied into our relationship as a household totally. would be worthwhile as an origin. Totally. Yeah. 
I don't know. Do you want me to go first because I was the first one in? (laughs) I think you and I have actually like almost identical timelines. I think we actually jumped into Eucharist around the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm, Pretty close. I was about eight months into Eucharist starting. You were a little bit, and you're also the kind of person who um, jumps in and jumps in. I was a volunteer coordinator within six weeks. Six minutes. Six minutes. How do you even have volunteers that are, I guess everyone's a volunteer. I I jumped in a little bit more reluctantly and a little bit. With a lot more hesitation because I wasn't sure that I wanted to continue being a Christian, mm-hmm. um, and so and yeah, that's just the Ben way. Uh, yeah. That's just the Ben way, and like still to this day, like I, I think that I could take on more responsibility, but I have hesitations, and yep. like yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I've been going to Eucharist for oh my goodness, I don't even know it, what can, year is I it now? Two thousand eighteen. Seven years. What year? No, twenty eighteen, and you were there. We started in twenty ten, and you were there in twenty eleven. Wow. wow, that's crazy. So you were 15. <laughs> no, got that seven-year itch. Um, <laughs> seven-year itch, yeah. Uh, okay, seven years. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah, I I came a couple times when we were at Delta. Yeah, yeah. And then, that's when I remember you. And then so started coming a lot rented. more regularly mm-hmm. at St. Paul's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We rented five buildings in the first five years. It's yeah. a long story. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then... Uh, I didn't wasn't really friends with you guys um, until we like moved into St. Paul's and then I don't know I just started volunteering on things and being a little bit more involved mm-hmm. and then finally when like Meg could remember my name and Kevin was just getting to remember mm-hmm. my name then things started to roll along and then our friendship kind of grew and stuff mm-hmm. like that so yeah and we good. were in a small yeah, group together yeah, small group. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's right mm-hmm. yeah I totally forgot about that yeah. you made charcuterie boards yeah. yeah the first time I found two checks um, each for sixty dollars mm-hmm. and so I in my room while I was cleaning and so I spent one hundred and twenty bucks on just like assorted <laughs> yes. cold yes. Yes. Yeah. It was just the conversion story. moment for me it was my first time having prosciutto yeah and so yeah. thank you Ben for that praise yeah. Jesus yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. praise hands up yeah. so for prosciutto prosciutto bros yeah, no, yeah. small group was at our house so yeah. that's kind yeah. of a cool little turn it was events. great that was mm-hmm. a really really mm-hmm. good time mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. For me, um, my my connection to our house and to Hamilton in general is through our church and through Kevin and Meg. Um, I like it's got to be five years ago that I visited a friend who lived in Hamilton um, just for a weekend, and she was going to Eucharist. And just like I initially, I went with her. I I met Kevin. I think just like because there was some sort of church event and church, like a potluck maybe in church that mm-hmm. day, um, and like I I had been living down near Baltimore at this time, so so not at all close to home. But like I immediately felt like bitten by this bug of like whatever's happening in Hamilton. I don't know what it is, but I I just have to be here. Mm-hmm. Like I just felt this pang. Um, and then Kev, we I think we were Facebook friends or something, but he kept in touch. Or he kept tabs on on my art, the art that I was your making. Your art was so good, and I was it wasn't like, good Who then. Is but this <laughs> um, but <laughs> I don't know. They just were very faithful friends and like really supportive. And then uh, at a certain point, Eucharist got big enough that it could um, like it got a summer student grant, and like they started an art residency, which was so amazing. Um, and uh, they had been doing that for a couple years when I eventually got it, and I kind of viewed that as my ticket to coming to Hamilton. Um, just because I wanted to be here. But l- likewise to Ben, I think when I got to Hamilton and was like doing the residency and that was like for Eucharist church. So like there was like every aspect of that was spiritual and was mm-hmm. very much kind of bringing the rhythms um, of the spirit into it. Uh, 
like it was so much thing. I think I, I realized at that point that I, I was really teetering on the edge with my faith and not being sure what I wanted with Jesus, if anything. Mm. Um, but because Eucharist is a community that is just, it is pretty radically different from what I grew up with. Um, in general, growing up in America in church is a really different experience than anything you'll find in Canada. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of ways that Canada and the U.S., like I grew up, for 20 years in the States before I came back here. So in a lot of ways, there are some similarities, but one of the biggest things I find to be different is is in church communities. And I grew up in fairly traditional, more conservative churches. Um, like, like I would judge people for wearing jeans to service <laughs> growing up. And now, and now I, I will wear a crop top to church. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, sometimes you're just covered um, in bicycle grease. So you're like, What's always up? <laughs> covered in bicycle grease. But like, like coming up and seeing that there's a way to follow Jesus and live out the gospel with people who are poor, who mm-hmm. are refugees and immigrants or are like, aren't doing a great job of it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but still get to come and, uh, seeing, you know, very different ways of living than I thought was like the way to live as a Christian. Like I saw women who were getting older and not getting married and having kids, but having these amazing lives. I saw queer people who were living openly, um, and following Jesus and that being the definer of their identity, which was Mm -hmm. huge for me being able to come out years later kind of thing. Um, and so, in some ways, like I know that like the the work of Jesus is happening throughout every church and like throughout the globe. It's not just my one church that's special and that I don't want to go to any other church. But like at this point in my life, like being part of our church community um, was very pivotal for my faith. Um, and it's the kind of thing where I know that like I, I may move on to it in a like I might move cities someday and have to move churches. And like I feel like I will have just been fed so well and like really taught um so many things about living with other people um and living in a city the way that Jesus has tried to teach us like 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 trying to follow what he's taught us I mean um and so through that group of friends and that congregation uh I grew closer with um Kevin Meg and they invited me to live in the house and I hadn't really spent any time with Ben before that I don't think no um, I actually remember when Mare moved to Hamilton and she became this like artist in residence yeah. at Eucharist. And I was like, oh man, why did they hire this like nobody from Nowheresville? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Who the heck is she? And then Mare was vicious. New Twitter handle, Mare. Yeah. Nobody like, from Nowheresville. Nowheresville. <laughs> nobody from Nowheresville. And <laughs> America. It's like a knife, but it's like a knife. It's funny because you're from Baltimore. Uh, <laughs> So, I am Miss Baltimore Krebs too. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Um, and also and then, very good at yeah. what you do. Yeah. I love that. It was it was really funny because we knew so many artists and I was like, oh, why don't they do like somebody that's in our community that we know? There. You do have better and then people around here. Meredith actually, um, on her way to and from the church, she used to bike by my house. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I would see her on her yellow bike in this like purple t-shirt dress, just like biking by, and she would just like whiz by and it's just like blur of purple and yellow. Oh. And be like, oh, that's that girl. Yeah. And then there were a number of times where we had run-ins at different coffee shops. And we'd be yeah. at the same coffee shops at the yeah. same time where we didn't really know each other. No. But we recognized each other. And yeah. then I would be there like reading my book and like looking up slightly while Mara was coloring. <laughs> and be like, do I introduce myself? Nah. <laughs> we probably will never get along and never be friends and never have anything <laughs> oh in common. Gosh. I'll just go back to reading my book. I just remember like seeing you occasionally at things like the Canon or whatever. I'm just like... There's that guy, cute guy from church, and he's reading another interesting book. And like yeah. we worked next to each other in like different shot, like restaurants next to each other yep, for a yep. while. 
and I thought he rode a cool bike, and then I didn't know anything about him. He was just like yeah. a strong, silent type, you know, just <laughs> like, distant and aloof, and well, that that turned out differently. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's fantastic. I am a weak, loud mouth. No! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steph? Then um, uh, Steph came along. Yeah. <laughs> and it changed the whole dynamic. It changed um, the pH of our entire house. <laughs> I, I think, I don't know. I actually, um, I feel like I chose going to Eucharist twice, the mm-hmm. church that we, we all go to. Um, just, uh, I actually was raised in a similar conservative Christian upbringing and um, had uh, if anyone knows the biblical story of Jonah and the whale, I was Jonah and I found the biggest whale I could and um, basically ran away from knowing God, which I knew to be true. And there was um, at one point in my life where I was making some pretty poor decisions and some things were coming up. And I actually had three different people that I really loved and respected mention to me, have you heard of this church called Eucharist? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is weird. So I ended up coming to Hamilton and... Um, checking out this church um, and I was there for maybe like the first 20 minutes and then I was like sobbing and I was like well this is this is now my life so I actually moved to Hamilton and I got a transfer with my job at the time and um, got connected and I was there like I said like six weeks and then I was a volunteer coordinator I have very (laughs) strong admin skills um, depending on how tired I am I guess but um, and I was there for probably about a year and a half before I sort of I think it was a little mix of self-inflicted burnout. Mm. Um, and I mean, some situations that happened that um, I think maybe could have gone differently, but a lot of that had to do with me. Um, and I basically decided that, or once again, had unrealistic expectations of what church could be for me. And I chose to walk away. Um, and then shortly after that, actually moved away from mm. Hamilton and decided I never wanted to live here again because it sucked because of my own issues <laughs> because people sometimes make those decisions and uh, project that on other people and um, while I was gone I actually connected with a really amazing church that um, I never lined up with theologically but I did encounter God in a really big way there and um, when something came up and I ended up moving back to Hamilton I was like a hundred percent sold that I would never go back to Eucharist and um, you I like remember immediately came and came back. No, I no? actually did not come to Eucharist. I think oh. for the first two or three weeks that I was in two Hamilton. Two or three weeks, which, like Steph I said, dives in all in. <laughs> for, all for in. Steph, but two or three weeks is like two or three years for yeah, everybody else. So. Yeah, I'm hardcore. But uh, I remember Kevin. I went out for like faux right when I got back, mm-hmm. and and whether that was his intention, Kevin just like listened to my story and kind of apologized, and we kind of talked mm-hmm. a little bit about what had happened the last time I was at Eucharist and what had happened since then and where I was at. And he just kind of said, you know, you're welcome to come back if you want to, but no pressure. And so I kind of had checked out a couple different churches and put off going to Eucharist. And um, I I just really, at the end, missed like a lot of my friends. And so I went to a service at Eucharist and like same thing, 20 minutes, I was crying and it felt like I was home again, um, but different in all the ways that I wanted. And it felt like the expectation that I had before of church had shifted like had shifted in the time, but also what I felt coming back was closer to maybe what I had expected it to be. I don't know. Maybe just my perspective had shifted, but I really felt like um, it was a very healing experience for me to to find a church that I lined up with theologically, but also 
like loved and cared about the people there and also mm. like encountered God in a really weird, real way. And mm. um, so that's why I'm a Yuki to tell him. And I'm once again, also the volunteer <laughs> coordinator, just to be clear. One of the cool things you get to see with church plants that you probably wouldn't see as much with like a more established church is like you really get to see the church growing up. Mm-hmm. And so like some situations that could happen at the beginning of a church plant might play out very different than they A church plant meaning a church that you start, start with a group yeah, of people, which we did back scratch. in 2010. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Our but then seven, like years seven years later, years that old, situation yeah. might, you know, be totally different. So mm-hmm. I can see why it would be also very different to mm-hmm. come back for that reason. Exactly. It did feel mm-hmm. very different. Like I remember like coming back, a bunch of people like greeted me at the door and they were like, oh, is this your first time here? And it felt like really, weird. like I was like, kind of, but also no, yeah. Yeah. It, it felt really, really weird. But it just, it just felt like all the things I loved about you, Chris, that had just grown up, which also maybe like I had also grown up in that time too. Mm-hmm. So, Meg, do you, so do you want to tell some of your story? I mean, you've been a part of you, Chris, as literally long as I have. from before day one, <laughs> the dreaming stage. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I don't want to, I mean, I grew up to, in the church and, yeah. and similarly conservative Dutch girl kind of family, but, um, no real baggage, just like more of something that I had inherited. And so when Kevin and I met and, and we're dating, he kind of brought up this idea of church planting. And I was like, I literally asked him, well, what's church planting? Yeah. And he mm-hmm. told me, and I'm like, cool, I'm all in. <laughs> I was like, I heard of it a year ago. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That Let's sounds really it. cool. So yeah, I feel like that was kind of like something that, I don't know, the wind was kind of at our backs with, and it just yeah. felt really um, blessed. I like, yeah. I don't know, just hashtag. hashtag blessed. And like, yeah, there's been so many like trials and errors and hurts and stumbles along the way. But like, that was kind of our first baby. And, mm-hmm. and you know, not that we take full credit for anything, but it was like Kevin and I being kind of like going out on a limb together and being mm-hmm. like, okay, you and me will be all in mm-hmm. and who knows what else will happen. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm in and you're in and like, let's just do this and see what yep. God does through us. And mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to commit and you're committed. And, and I feel like... It's been kind of cool because mm-hmm. as the church has grown up now, like almost, I guess we're almost eight years old. Mm-hmm. I've been able to like step way, 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 way back. Like at the mm-hmm. beginning, I was like very, very involved. Mm-hmm. And um, and now I'm like, like I sometimes I can just like show up and just sit and be. And I'm not like, I don't feel that kind of responsibility that I felt at the beginning, which mm-hmm. was really cool. And I think that's another thing about church plants is like you don't have those preconceived expectations that you have in a different kind of church where like what a pastor's wife would normally be or like pastor's wives like have people over for dinner. I'm like, yo, I don't cook. Like, I don't really know. (laughs) Or like pastor's wives run the kids ministry or like pastor's wives do this or, or they have to be everybody's friend or like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's all kinds of things that people normally would expect. Mm -hmm. And I think because I knew that, because I had grown up in the church, then it was really easy for me to be like, I'm not doing any of those things. Uh (laughs) And I'm going to do the things that like I feel called to and that I'm good at and that like I feel like God's pushing me towards. And that's been all kinds of projects over the years, but Mm -hmm. I've never felt those kind of expectations on me. And any time like people have come along and be like, well, you're supposed to this and Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be like this. I'm like, why? No, it's not. Like, And I feel Mm -hmm. very at peace with that. Yeah, I think that's what a church plant can do that's so beautiful is that Mm -hmm. like why you know it can ask the question why like and sometimes the question is like because it's really important that Mm -hmm. churches do this like Mm -hmm. why forgive each other's sins it's like because that's just what we do you're like Mm -hmm. oh that's a good point 
But then sometimes it's like, well, why does a pastor's wife have to functionally be on staff? That's mm-hmm. insane. Or like, mm-hmm. you right? know, there's definitely been situations over the years where like so-and-so had us over for dinner and then I'm like, oh, I bet they want me to have them over for dinner, but I'm just not good at that, no. so I'm not going to. <laughs> but I mean, when we, somebody once said about our church, um, like Eucharist, and, and this is uh, like, I appreciate, Mary, what you said that like. The churches have different gifts mm-hmm. and I actually don't in any way like tear down other churches because I don't want to do what they're doing. Yeah. You know? So it's good that they're doing it. And you know, that it it's a, it's important, but yeah. there's also the an things. importance yeah. for churches like ours, which are churches that are able to flip some of the conventional ideas about church on their head mm-hmm. while trying to also continue on this old, like tradition we're a part of in the way of Jesus and, mm-hmm. and be in step with the spirit in that way. Yeah. Um, and, I, and just to add to like mm-hmm. my story with Eucharist, I think that's probably been the hardest part of being involved at Eucharist at such a deep level mm-hmm. is that like Kevin and I have been there since the very first day, of course, mm-hmm. and like have rarely ever not been there. Yeah. Um, and so we've seen so many people like come and go. And as much as Eucharist, like a lot of things about Eucharist are very churchy and like very old school. We can sing a lot of hymns and yeah. we're like we're really like super Orthodox. And we're really like, we're really Bible-y and yeah, like we believe in the virgin birth. Yeah. Like, we are super Orthodox. Yeah. And like we, we all, all about like in the creed, confession Mary, and forgiveness to. and all of these things. But, um, and then in a whole bunch of other ways are really unconventional and are really like, um, careful to like clarify those kind of expectations or like not fall into these rhythms that churches always fall into. Mm. And so people, it's not been for everybody. And so to be Mm. those people who are kind of like, um, you're breaking new ground. Yeah. But to be the people who are never going to, we're not going, Kevin and I aren't going anywhere. And so sometimes church can be this like little bit of a revolving door where you're like, Oh, okay. Like I'm going to like, invest my life with and you like, become yeah. the revolving door mm-hmm. like yeah. oh hi Steph and you, you had this great experience then it's like oh bye Steph yeah. you know and then sometimes you get this beautiful like hello again yeah. Steph yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know it's, for every one of those there's you know being a couple people that have yeah not liked mm, something or not yeah there's been some heartbreak over the years and, and sure. I think that that's definitely brought us closer as a married couple so that's yeah. been really good and like it's learned it's helped me learn how to like let some things go and mm-hmm. deal with some stuff on my end. And so mm-hmm. overall, very positive experience. Mm-hmm. Somebody once said um, Eucharist is like a, a front door, back door church, that it brings people in who have no like or very little or if any church experience. And mm. is like, here's how you can follow Jesus from scratch. You don't have mm. to be raised mm-hmm. in this. Like mm-hmm. this isn't something you have to inherit. This is something yeah. you can actually inherit beyond biology mm-hmm. lines. Or we're like a backdoor church, which is what all of you guys are saying. Like people that are like, I don't know how I feel about church. I'm barely here. Yeah. And like I'm thinking about (laughs) dropping out of this, but somebody's like, come check out this church. And it becomes a space. Ironically, the person saying that was like, so I'm leaving because I'm not a front door or backdoor person. Yeah, and I get that. But it's like, hey, totally. If you are comfortable with the way church is, like that's a great fit then. But if you're somebody that you know, needs a place to heal. And and now a lot of people in our church have become just kind of more rooted in their faith, which mm-hmm. is awesome. But it does start often with that front door, back door. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so then on that note, let's kind of shift this from uh, church world into home world. How have your faiths, our faith, mm-hmm. how has that seeped into the home life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or has it? I like worship music. (laughs) (laughs) I like to play it a lot. I come home and I'm like, oh, Steph's probably like pissed about something or cleaning because 
Bethel's happening. <laughs> yeah, you can totally I mean, tell whenever somebody's good. feeling stressed because, yeah. like, out comes the praise music. Oh, yes. I think there was two weeks where I was having a rough time, and it was like hill songs every day. And you're like, what? <laughs> Damn, Kevin's Kevin's going through some stuff going right now. Through something. <laughs> we are on hill song. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Steph. I I just meant that's like a thing about being at home yeah. at home yeah. that it's like you just you kind of hear and listen to everything that yeah. someone's doing. And I actually really love it when you walk into a space and you can hear someone else listening to music or worshiping or yeah. praying mm-hmm. or so, you can tell that something else is going on. It mm-hmm. just like can kind of pop your bubble of whatever mm-hmm. else you're doing. Yeah. I yeah. find that I end up in like, like we just talk about things relating to faith a lot more. Cause I'll come home and Kev's working at the dining room table. Be like, Oh, Hey, like how's your day? What you working on? And he'll be like, so there's this crazy piece in Ephesians where, and then he just like gives me the spoilers for the sermon on Sunday. Yeah. But it's like, it's always kind of fun to, to live with people who are also like, working through their faith because someone will be like, well, I was reading this or I was thinking about this. And like Kevin will be working out like a, like a kink in his sermon or he'll be like, like writing something for his book and like, he'll just want to talk about it. So mm-hmm. then we end up having a discussion about something mm-hmm. that like, isn't bo- like, I feel like I grew up in, like I went to a Christian school and I went to a really evangelical church and a lot of discussion about faith was either like getting ready for you to go, convert someone or like you trying to debate and convert someone and never just like questioning for the sake of curiosity or desiring Mm -hmm. to understand more like like I feel like I have a lot more conversations that are about like whoa so what did you find when you like turned over that piece of scripture like what did you Mm -hmm. find when you meditated that or like like how has it been for you lately like we just naturally have a lot more conversations that are about the living rhythms of Christianity Mm -hmm. because we do that together Mm -hmm. um yeah I also, I feel like a lot of, sorry, I'm going to throw back in. I feel a lot of responsibility, but like not responsibility in a negative way, but in the same way, like, Mm -hmm. I like after church, I'm always like, it's not like Kevin's going to quiz me on what I noticed in the sermon, but I'm always like, oh, hand out forms. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Also, I feel a little bit more like, like I do want to pay attention because it's something that you worked on that. I'm like, Kevin, I watch you work hard on, mm-hmm. on the, your sermon prep and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, so in other days where maybe I would like check out, I feel a little bit more mm-hmm. responsibility to be like, I I want to listen to this thing that you have participated in creating and mm-hmm. and also be able to talk to you about it later. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if if I do something, like um, if I I've put on a play before and afterwards we talked about that and I'm like, oh, that's so helpful. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Well, and so a lot of times I think it's helpful too because you are a person who has like, you went to school and studied theology for all this kind of stuff, but you live with all these people who didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And so, which is so helpful for me. I was asking these dumb like, questions. No, no, I like, so like, you kind of need the, the, the people who don't have that kind of experience with theology to be like, well, what does that even mean? Or like, right. yeah, a lot of times we can give you like, real world examples of yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's, there's a cool thing of like, we bridge these worlds, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, well, what does this look like in a kitchen? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Ben works mm-hmm. in a kitchen. What, yeah. what does it look like to be Jesus in a kitchen? What does mm-hmm. it look like to be Jesus in a comic scene? What does it look mm-hmm. like to be Jesus when you have like, Steph, you've got such a like, let's go get a done personality. Well, what does it look like to mm-hmm. hear good news from God when you've mm-hmm. got that kind of personality? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it really makes, I mean, faith is such a communal experience it's yeah. not individual yeah. only it's mm-hmm. it's really communal and each mm-hmm. person in our house i think adds another yeah. angle onto what mm-hmm. it means to yeah. live like yeah. a fully human life following yeah. jesus yeah. i think it's mm-hmm. like um such an important thing for christians to like not 
mm-hmm. put themselves into like a Christian bubble where like they're just hearing the same things all the time. Yep. And like obviously mm-hmm. you work um, in the church, but like for the rest of us, we don't work in like Christian work environments. Mm-hmm. And so it's been really helpful having this like sort of safe space at home where like mm-hmm. I don't assume that everyone's faith all the time is this mm-hmm. super strong thing mm-hmm. and everyone's like 100% mm. into it mm-hmm. but I know that it's a safe space for me to talk about my faith mm-hmm. to ask questions mm-hmm. to you know like mm-hmm. um, for a long time like it made me really nervous when like all my friends that were Christians like started losing their faith and stuff and like mm-hmm. that all kind of freaked me out yeah. and now it's kind of like home is just like this non-anxious sort of place where it's like it's okay. Like different mm-hmm. people are going to believe different things and like, that's not bad and it's not scary, mm-hmm. but like you can also come home to this place mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah. we're kind of on the same page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have just by proxy of living, like I respect all of you as people out of the gate, but like in watching how you each apply your faith to your life and how you live, it has been extremely like inspiring and motivating. And like, I think I've just like, I've had so many incredibly rich conversations about like a wealth of topics, like the amount that like Steph and I have discussed, like what God's plan and God's vision is for us as like single women who don't have an idea of like what the future might mm-hmm. be kind of thing in terms of like marriage or family. And like, mm-hmm. who's um, the head of our household? Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Clementine. Certainly not Kevin. When you move out, when you move out of the household, exactly. who will be? Exactly. Not moving back to America. Talking, oh, yeah, my geez. dad can't tell me what to do. My dad can't tell me what to do. Or like, that, dad. yeah. Or like, like talking with Ben who, um, um, is, is also like a, queer person like a gay person mm-hmm. and, and figuring out like is this even possible for me to voice this like having someone who has gone ahead and can speak out of like his life and his experience and his faith which has remained and remained a testament kind of like I feel like there's so many times where um through the different threads of relationship between members of our household we are kind of all just sort of leaning on each other on this walk which like mm-hmm. a lot of times mm-hmm. like in scripture, Christianity, it's described as like a race, but a lot of times you are kind of just limping along mm-hmm. or you're walking and it's not really, yeah. it's a bit of a slog sometimes. And so to know that like I have people who I know intimately, who I trust and who I trust that God is working on and where I see the fruit of of the spirit in their lives, like being able to live with them and live mm-hmm. alongside them through all that has mm-hmm. been like, I just feel incredibly blessed with that. Like genuinely, like it's a gift. Um, yeah. To, to, to live alongside people who like who know what it is to be in these in these really tough places but are still pursuing God's call in their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been really helpful as a parent being in this um, atmosphere because like I'm trying to figure out we are both trying to figure out right now like how do we hand Clementine something for her to believe in and I don't want to mm-hmm. like ever force her to believe anything but I kind of want to like pass down a worldview to her and what, what she does with that is obviously yeah. going to be up to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, a big thing for us is like, you know, she has this book and we talk about the fruit of the spirit and mm-hmm. how like where we see God in the world is where we see, when we see love and love, joy and joy, <laughs> she has little hand yeah. signals she does for themselves. And Control. she just her. pumps to herself. Just yeah. But I just, it's nice knowing that like, Oh, everyone is on board with that idea. You, yeah. you know, like we all mm-hmm. think that when we see love that. in the world, that's where we see God. And like, yeah. and this that, is something I'd love to like talk about is like that, yeah. that being a Christian isn't just like checking off ideas. Like mm-hmm. I think that that's often how people think about mm-hmm. it. Like, do yeah. you believe in this objectively mm-hmm. like this yeah. fact? Mm-hmm. And that's a part of faith, but like I think equally if not more mm-hmm. so is 
do you live this out? Like mm-hmm. the really belief mm-hmm. is putting mm-hmm. your trust in actions. Like, yeah. do you believe in mm-hmm. love and peace yeah. and forgiveness? Mm-hmm. And like, do you guys find that the mm-hmm. actually like living out of the, let's mm-hmm. say, ethics or values of, of our Christian life, like of being people that are forgiving and patient and kind, like, mm-hmm. do you see that? functionally working out in our household like that we have certain things that we ways we treat each other i love what meg said earlier where she was like well i don't believe it every day and like it was kind of a joke (laughs) but like we joke about that with like i mean nadia bolts whatever says something great about the nicene creed is like you recite these prayers as a church you you say these things corporately because like you're not going to believe it every day. Like when you think about it, it's like there's plenty of days where I live as though I am the captain of my fate and I am the one in control. And so to come home and to be reminded by seeing the way that my other housemates choose to live it, like, oh, that is what I was called to. I didn't do it today, but that's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. And I can try it tomorrow. And like, Mm -hmm. they're not judging me for not, you know, for donking it today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like, like very on a very small scale, I see it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think so many times in, um, the New Testament, like there are conversations about living at peace with each other and, and living together as brothers and sisters and stuff like that. And mm. that's thing that's something we just do every day. Mm-hmm. Like we get to do that. And mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. like we try to as much as possible. And you've you've heard about this the last three episodes that we try to live the way that the way that we're talking about is the way that Jesus calls us to live. Like Mm -hmm. we're, we're not perfect at it and we struggle with it. And you've Mm -hmm. heard about those challenges too, but like Mm -hmm. that's, that's what we are engaged in is, Mm -hmm. is not just living the way that we, we live it in our homes Mm -hmm. and in our, in our everyday life together. Mm -hmm. We, Mm -hmm. or we try to as best Mm -hmm. as we can. I feel like it's a bit of like a chicken in the egg thing for me Mm -hmm. is like, sometimes I'm like, okay, like I'm having a hard day or like, I'm feeling like annoyed or whatever. And so it's like, okay, well, Mm -hmm. I know that I can practice patience Mm -hmm. and love and kindness. Mm -hmm. And so then that's just like an easy Mm -hmm. sort of Mm -hmm. like guidebook for me. Um, But then other times I come home and I experience those things from other people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow. Or witness them, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I see. I walk in and the house is full of joy or like Mm -hmm. I feel can feel someone's pa- like patience with clamor with me. And, yeah. and then it just like mm-hmm. reminds me of how good God is and mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. people are practicing that out in their daily lives mm-hmm. and maybe not even intentionally. Maybe it's just like, mm-hmm. it's just the fruit, you know, and mm-hmm. it sounds a bit cheesy, but yeah. I, I, I see it. Even the assumption that like when you apologize to somebody that they will forgive you mm-hmm. is like not something I think we can assume in every situation we're in. Like mm-hmm. sometimes at work you mm-hmm. might not apologize because yeah. you yeah. you don't know if that person will actually take advantage of that and, and have a long Precisely. record of wrongs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I know we talked a couple weeks ago about a time that I like had to form a group message <coughs> just to text a few of you in the house and apologize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like knowing that that our faith is not this head um, like mm-hmm. intellectual exercise, mm-hmm. but our faith is like an embodied thing of mm-hmm. like, can we forgive each other? Yeah. Gave me the freedom to say like, mm-hmm. I'm going to apologize mm-hmm. to you and say that mm-hmm. I'm really sorry and ask mm-hmm. for your forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, not to use that as a weapon against you, but to assume that like within healthy relationships, like the mm-hmm. goal of this is to mm-hmm. model Jesus who tells mm-hmm. us to forgive one another. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. when somebody doesn't just say like, oh, it's no big deal that you did that. They're like, mm-hmm. actually that hurt me. Like mm-hmm. you did yeah. sin against me. Yeah. <laughs> like that sin of being just like yeah. you, you broke peace between us. Mm-hmm. In it that didn't time. feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It didn't yeah. feel good. I'm not, I'm not excusing yeah. your, your yeah. actions. I'm actually letting them hit you yeah. but, or hit me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm saying, but, but it's I okay. forgive you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. forgive you. Like yeah. it's, 
it wasn't okay, but now it's okay because I yeah. forgive you. Mm-hmm. And that's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. There are aspects to our life together that do feel monastic at times. And I think <laughs> it's I think it's just because of like this well of intimacy that's developed with us. Mm. Um, which I think like we joke about Clementine being the center of the household, but I I do believe like the love of Christ is what our household is rooted in. Mm. Um, in so many ways I feel like I am a good housemate and I have I enjoy my role in our house because I understand and feel at home in my place within God's family. And mm. I I know that I can have these hard conversations with you guys when I need to, or we can kind of go to those places mm-hmm. that are deeper and a little more raw because um, because I'm already loved and known by God. Mm-hmm. And when we sit down, like we are both kind of sitting in that same place of like above all, like we trust, like we know who God is. Um, he's revealed himself to us. And like we trust what he's doing with us individually, with our house, but like in general mm-hmm. with the world and the universe. And so like to be able, like that just, that just like, it, yeah, it gives us another bridge for understanding and for for better closeness um, and more more space to really explore what it is to be close with another person and to really um, build something together is is by being rooted in that idea of who God is and who he has made us to be, like what our identity is in him as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Yeah. Ben's always gonna fight his way There's into no a pressure, oh. but he's always got these nuggets of occasionally oh, okay. so well, all four of us stare at Ben. Yeah. yeah. Come on, give it to us. Well, it's okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be the person who speaks up and says, like, I I do have a really hard time talking about spirituality. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a really hard time praying. I have a really hard time like getting in tune with like how God is speaking into life. Um, And Mm -hmm. so like that, that was my disclaimer at the beginning of this episode that like, yeah, I have a lot of doubt. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I have a lot of history and a lot of baggage and a lot of uncertainty. And like, sometimes I, I, I have hesitation about jumping into like not only spiritual conversations like this one, but also like spiritual environments. Right. Mm -hmm. When Steph is playing worship music, I am out. (laughs) Like I am not in the kitchen. I am not in the living room. I'm not here for I this. I am not here for this. When Kevin was all hyped up on Hillsong, I was like, "Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, I, I can see you really weeks. like it." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was just like, Love "Gone." That. Yeah, it's just like something. I, like it's not that like that. I don't respect that in them or anything like that. It's not that I'm like brushing them off. It's like, okay, we're going into territory that I am super unfamiliar <laughs> with, mm-hmm. and so I am gonna just like pass the baton onto somebody who has a little bit more experience and a little bit more comfort level. I feel yeah. like your like and way of worshiping is like with a shovel on a farm. Yes. Yeah, precisely. That's 100%. precisely it. Yeah. Which is a yeah. good form of worship. Sure yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. Yeah. That's like very much the way that I would do it. Like mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person who is like super content and happy to like do dishes or set up coffee or anything like that. Yeah. But like if somebody mm-hmm. was like, okay, Ben, can you coordinate volunteers and then like lead announcements at church? Immediately like, dies. No. <laughs> can you, you like just like... do a prayer really quick? <laughs> like just an off the cuff prayer. Uh. I would just like <laughs> melt into a puddle of you goo. You basically turned like into a... my father. Oh. Dear oh, I mean, Heavenly like... Father. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> it's just like being the awesome world. God that you are. <laughs> Every Dutch yeah, yeah. man grows up into the old, yeah. same old yeah. Dutch man. But I think that's in part because like, well, A, you are an old Dutch man or mm, becoming, but also like, I, I wouldn't say you're an especially emotional person. Like, no, I, I'm really not. No. Yeah. I, you have that side to you, but mm. that's definitely not. Or like, you're not also not like sentimental the in way a lot of ways. Not sentimental, yeah. not nostalgic, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, yeah. I don't pine for the kind of like 
connection with God that I had when I was a kid. That's just mm-hmm. not the kind of person that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even know that like I necessarily had that connection. See, you can hear me getting cynical already, right? <laughs> you can hear me like analyzing and picking apart all these things about yeah. my relationship with God. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like, it's very hard. But the thing that I did want to say is it's really interesting to like as somebody who who whose natural posture it is to observe and to watch mm-hmm. and to pay attention and to kind of listen and see what's going on like it's really good and healthy for me to stick around people who are practicing these things in their day in and day out mm-hmm. right it's it's important for me to not say no I'm checking out I'm done I'm not going to stick around with this I'm going to like push against it or I'm just going to walk mm-hmm. right like no it's important for me to like like be around and mm-hmm. to kind of engage with it a little, even to my own comfort level to say like, okay, these are people who are having conversations about God or who are like mm-hmm. getting in touch with how the spirit is moving in their life. And see this language, I already feel like <laughs> I, I feel uncomfortable saying Shifting these things, but this is, yeah, <laughs> this is the yeah. way that we talk about it. And so mm-hmm. like hearing and seeing and witnessing and being in a front row seat to people who are like living out their mm-hmm. spirituality is really good for me. It's mm-hmm. also the reason why I'm still at Eucharist seven years later after mm-hmm. my initial reason for coming there has since left, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, uh, yeah, like I, I commit to this community and I commit to these people mm-hmm. um, and I commit to like n- not really sitting Shiva but like sitting in onto mm-hmm. these practice- practices, right? Like, mm-hmm. And I think that's good for us too. Like yeah. um, it's good for me to like not assume that everyone's like all in on this and all in on that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And like like you said, you kind of by being near people, like you're not always going to be like 100% going to church, mm-hmm. but I'm always going to ask you if you're going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It makes always like, going to ask. And it's, it's one of those things, right? And it works thing. for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's, and I don't and, care if you say no. Like yeah. it's just, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. It's all fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I have to remind myself that Meg's not my mother and she's not like checking up on no, me. No, like, I'm just yeah. curious yeah. and yeah. I just, I want you to, yeah. you do you, you know? And I think like some people um, in circles I, I've been in would be like, oh, well, like you have to be all in or all out of faith. Right. And it's like, I do believe in a radical discipleship and I yeah. think that that's something that people should choose themselves. Like, mm-hmm. am I going to follow Jesus with that kind of discipleship? But I also think there's space for people that are like, I don't know where I'm at with mm-hmm. this. And what I love about Jesus is he never condemned people who weren't there yet or who mm-hmm. were there in a different way. Or like yeah, he yeah. made space for people without yeah. that judgment yeah. to say like, just be around and watch. Mm-hmm. And he never had um, anything but compassion and mm-hmm. love for those people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, it is like two things. One, for people who are in that spot, like it is better, it is better Ben for you as somebody like who's not in that emotional space. Mm-hmm. It's better for you to be around Especially someone like Steph. I mean, I'm almost a skeptic too, but yeah, I'm yeah. I'm in church where like yeah. I've become more right. comfortable with it. Right. But like Steph has this earnestness to your faith that I just think is so great, and like this really genuine like I don't need to like you don't get lost in your head with it. You you kind of just you're in it. Nope. You're in it emotionally too, well, and I, I think, think that's that I probably think... only helps you because you love Steph. Yep. And so you Absolutely, watch yeah. someone you love, yes. love God, and in a you're a very way. curious person. So you're like mm-hmm. even just like interested by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah like ben, ben will ben often asks the best questions. Mm-hmm. Ben asks mm-hmm. the best questions about any subject, but especially when you get into the deep stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You often ask me mm-hmm. things like, you know, how do you know that God is telling? How is how do you know God's telling you to do these things? Or um, 
how do you respond this way right. or ask yeah. questions or want right. to know things? And or why do you is, feel like you should be doing this? Yeah. That? And I think yeah. that's really, really helpful because it makes me check my motivations and, and actually answer those questions myself sometimes mm-hmm. in a way that I, I, like Kevin said, I'm not very much in my head about those kinds of things. So articulate those kinds of things is really, really helpful sometimes for me. But I also think, um, it's also given me a perspective of the sense where like, um, I'll have those answers and you might have different perspectives of things mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the way that you feel about it or how you respond to those things or how those things look like for you don't yeah. affect my faith, yeah. which I think is also super in important to know in yeah. a negative way. Sorry. Yeah. In a negative and way. So it's, it's just kind of like wherever Ben's at, I just want to be at, as supportive and helpful to him. But also like if he's not at a great place right now, that doesn't, change how I feel about Ben or how I feel about my own faith or I don't feel like I need to get Mm -hmm. defensive over it or Mm -hmm. anything like that. Like I'm just going to sit there and do whatever he needs for me to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like what I'd like to say, like as the follow up to that is that not only like, is it good for you, but it's also, it's also really good for us to have you in our life, both in Mm -hmm. that like intellectual way, but also sometimes worship is going to the farm. Sometimes Mm -hmm. worship is pulling up weeds. Like sometimes worship is doing dishes. And I think that, um, well, like you might say, like, yep, yeah, I'm more skeptical. Your faith is in action. Is it like your faith is that you're here with all of us? Mm-hmm. And your faith is that you're in communities and your faith is that within those spaces you put into work. Like a lot of us might sit around mm-hmm. thinking and feeling yeah. all the time and yeah. that's great, but really we've got to make some food and care mm-hmm. for the earth mm-hmm. and yeah. and try to understand these things. And I think that like you also God uses you to teach us. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And, and yeah. I've seen that in so many ways, mm-hmm. and especially we keep referring to the farm because you did this internship like mm-hmm. yeah. on this farm, which was one particular case mm-hmm. of it. But even just the day-to-day life mm-hmm. that you have is yeah. mm-hmm. that's kind of how you work in the world. Like, mm-hmm. Get your yeah. hands dirty. Let's get, let's yeah. get into it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cool to make see Make a the, mess, clean it up. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's cool to see like, <laughs> like we talk about seeing the fruit of the spirits versus like around the way people establish dynamics in the household, but also like seeing God's character through the way my housemates just are. Um, like seeing how patient and thoughtful and committed Ben is mm-hmm. and th- seeing how incredibly caring and intentional Steph is and in mm-hmm. seeing how um, curious and inventive Kevin is mm-hmm. um, and how just like kind and hopeful that Meg is. Like those are just mm-hmm. some strengths that it's like mm-hmm. these are who they are as people. And I see so much more. I understand so much about like the nature of kindness from like knowing Meg, for example. Mm-hmm. But like um, that is it's rooted in like God's character, which is like, mm. it's nice to live around people who know that because on days where I forget who I am, mm. I have this crowd of people, mm-hmm. like literally the amount of times that I've come home and had a bad day and told someone about it. And they're just like, well, this is, this is how much we love you. And this is who you are. And this is what God thinks about you. And I'm just like <laughs> blubbering on the, ca- like that is more than one time that that has happened. Mm. Um, yeah. Not infrequent at all. Um, yeah. We, we <laughs> like kind of jokingly call this podcast unintentional community, but I think that name really applies in this episode because mm-hmm. I think a lot of Christians, when they think about... Meg, this is literally my question I was about to ask. <laughs> really? Yes, I was about to say, like, for Maybe people that are Christians listening to this... Oh, that's so funny. You might have a bunch of assumptions about like, you guys intentional have the same brain community. Oh, my gosh. Well, oh, anyway. that's so funny. I feel like the one thing that all Christians talk about when they talk about living in community is, like, doing devotions, devotions together. Devotions every oh. morning. Oh. No. no. And that is just a thing that we are unintentional about. And as you can tell from like this conversation, God is like alive and at work in our house and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And we 
don't do devotions Maybe together. we should, we but have we have had seasons. We did, like, one thing that we did do, and not even our whole household, but we got to host a small group with our church last year, and yep. it was, uh, like, Ben and I and then Kevin Megger and it. Steph actually was part of another small group, which was great, but, like, for our group like we hosted it at our house and we just would read the bible to each other that we mm-hmm. didn't even really talk about it's it like a story, mm-hmm. story it wasn't time a housemate yeah. thing though it, it wasn't, wasn't even a housemate thing we just all happened to be there and that's like yeah. the most i can think that we've ever done devotional in the awesome. house mm-hmm. yeah. it's great I but it. i will say that one thing yeah. that's been really cool like because we don't have a lot of common practices like you said like ben doesn't listen to worship music or like mm-hmm. even finding time alone to like be quiet with god and pray is like probably a rare occurrence. We all occurrence. have different schedules. I'm not going to get up and pray with you guys in the morning because yeah. I'm off to school. You're at work. Right. Clem's but still I mean, sleeping. Even blah, doing blah. those things alone can be yeah. hard when there's six people in a house. Yeah. Totally. Um, but since Clem's like gotten a little bit older, we've started praying together with her. And I feel like that is like kind of a funny thing, especially yeah. for someone like Ben, who's like, I'm not like a big prayer guy. It's like <laughs> all that we do. Clem's little yeah. hand. Oh, we all hold hands and Clem like, is all about praying. She loves it. But like all that we do is we go around the circle and we say, God, thank you for blank and we all go around and it's kind of funny because it all just like puts us on the same page and like (laughs) you don't need to be a person who's like really good at prayer but like you can think of something that you want to thank God for. But also, yeah. you can mm. never think of something. It's your turn. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we go around the circle and we when say... When Clem gets smarter, it's going to be a real problem. Oh, and we're like, awesome. thank you, God, for outside. Outside. She's <laughs> like, hey, yeah. it's nice. yeah. <laughs> That's what Mayor said. You got to be more specific like, here. What are you thankful too? for? Yeah. 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 And then yeah. we go around and we say, God, please be near to so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's, it's kind of funny because it's like, oh, I want to see what's in Clem's brain. Literally, she only ever prays for our neighbor. Yeah. But like, yeah. it's so like nice. So but at the same time, it's kind of nice because I'm like, oh, like that's what Ben is thankful for today. Or like, yeah. that's yeah. what's on Ben's heart today is like to be near to this person. And like, as much as it's a cute little two-year-old prayer, it is revealing and it's like a little spiritual practice we have together. So, yeah. Which I think is actually like, we've never talked. I don't know if I've, we've named this or like, this was just a practice that you guys put into place. But it's so yeah. cool that like Clem's first experience with prayer is to learn to pray for thankfulness and to pray for other people. Yeah. Because I think so many people, their first assumption of prayer is to pray for all the things that are going wrong in your or own life want, or the right. world or what yeah, I want yeah, yeah. or things like that. But Clem's yeah. first like real connection to communicating with God is just to express thankfulness for the things that she loves in her life mm. and to think about the people that she cares about and how yeah. she wants good for them. Yeah. Shout out to you, Arella. It's all you. It's all, all you. Love you. We it's all, all of those you, blessings falling on your head. Yeah. But I, mean, I, just, I, I think, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, that's just it's just an interesting way to think about it's shifted personally how I feel about yeah. mm-hmm. prayer and how mm-hmm. I think about practicing mm-hmm. prayer mm-hmm. Totally. I, like I, I don't want to say any of this to say like you shouldn't do devos or something like of course we've only done this three years if it works that that'd word be amazing like yeah. devos yeah. Um, we probably should I mean <laughs> What, could. Guys, I think, if we start doing devos, I am out. I'm moving out. <laughs> we'll call them devotional times. No. Not devos. No. I mean, I, I think... No. A devotional no. community? I think Sounds that like there are, show. like, like we, we don't want to make assumptions that, like, in our home we have communicative people, mm. which helps bring yeah. up these conversations. But yeah. also, we do have rhythms of, like, mm-hmm. daily prayer. We have rhythms of Sabbath. But we also mm-hmm. have rhythms of church on Sunday. And I think yeah. that that is actually... If we didn't have that, I wonder how long we would keep this level of depth of like talking about mm-hmm. our souls and our life. Mm-hmm. Nice if we, we didn't have, have 
And we all are a part of the same church community. Because we don't depend on each other for our entire spiritual community. And like we all, we do all go to church, but I think we go of our own volition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But also a lot of times like we come home and like maybe one person wasn't at church and then Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, the sermon was about this. And then all of a sudden like we're all talking about that thing. Or like maybe we all were there Mm -hmm. and then it's like kind of planted in our mind of like, oh, like this is a thing I want to try doing more of. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I just don't want to like assume, I know people that have moved into houses together and we're like, we'll just die. We'll naturally have spiritual conversations. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't think so. No, there is a bit of intentionality there. Like we are a little bit Mm -hmm. of an intentional community. But it's, gasp. (laughs) <laughs> Whenever I try to explain what we, how we live, I people will say like, "Oh, like intentional community," and I said, "No, it's an unintentional community. We're just intentional people." Yeah, oh. yeah, that's true. Oh. Yeah, that is very. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. Like I was thinking about, you know, one thing that Jesus is all about is living a life of service, and I feel like mm. that's a big thing. Like we keep talking about expectations, but I feel like a lot of that could be summed up also with like living a life of service in a house and how does that work when you when you pass the point of like oh I did your dishes because I want to serve you to like you always leave your dishes out and I'm always doing them like there's yeah. like these things of like yeah. what does a life of service actually mean oh yeah. well I think it means a doesn't lot of mean being a doormat it doesn't yeah. mean being a doormat it doesn't yeah. mean taking advantage of each other it doesn't yeah. mean being lazy but mm-hmm. it also means like being really gracious and looking for ways to serve each other and like yeah. finding mm-hmm. ways mm-hmm. to support each other and like yeah. going yeah. out of your way and not only being self-serving and like, mm-hmm. so I feel like with that as like something in the back of our, all of our minds has really helped. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's yeah. something that we're yeah. all intentional about. Yeah. It makes you an intentional person, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. not like we have this thing on the doorway. That's like, totally live a life of service. Like right. yeah. we've just right. grown into all these Although things. Although we do have a big sign on our front window that says, love that neighbor. Yeah. That's that's true. True. So we yeah, should that's put true. one above our kitchen that says, know your audience. Yeah. <laughs> It's the audience of one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So maybe wrapping up with this question, is there a story that maybe anyone here has about mm-hmm. a time when we as followers of Jesus are told yeah. to be like the hands and feet of Jesus? Yeah. We're also told then that the people that we love are also Jesus. So everyone's Jesus. Yeah. But is there been a time where yeah. you feel like the people in this house have been Jesus to you, have yeah. treated you in that kind of way? And yeah. does anyone have a story about that to kind of wrap us up? Yeah. I literally... <clears throat> moved in and was immediately just Jesus. Jesus. Can I just like verb a verb? It like that? Got Jesus <laughs> at real hard. Jesus up. Well, yeah, what I, do you mean that you were turned into Jesus? Or no, that no, you no, experienced no, no, no. I was. I mean, Jesus got her very yeah. exuberantly, yeah. Yeah. and she was Jesus. Um, I I moved into the house at a really. I was going through a lot personally, and it was uh, it was originally supposed to be a short term situation. Jokes on everyone, but um, <laughs> I was moving in at a place where I was going through. I mean. Some might call times. it trauma. A it was lot. just bad times. Yeah. It was bad times. It was and I was a mess. And so I literally had times where like um, people would take my phone away from me or sit with me and pray with me. Or like mm-hmm. the first night, like I remember Meg was like mm-hmm. so worried about like the condition of my room that I was moving into it. And and Ben like made my bed the first night. Like and military style. What like she doesn't know is that I YouTube like video <laughs> And made it with military corners. In, I think so you moved tight. in a little earlier than we thought you were going yeah, to. So it was just like, okay, operation, make stuff, welcome. Yeah. But it was like, and it stuff was, is still broken in a room from when the, I'm like, the floor's broken over there. We'll fix it next week. Yeah. Nope. No, <laughs> we never fixed it. It's just, it was just like right away. I, the, to come into a place where you're um, dealing with whatever negative things you're dealing with yeah. at that time yeah. and to immediately be without like mm-hmm. any context mm-hmm. of who I am or I hadn't, I, I hadn't earned anything. I mm-hmm. hadn't done anything. We talk mm-hmm. about in, in our faith, we talk about adoption a lot and mm-hmm. um, 
inheritance. And that was the kind of thing where like I was literally adopted into this family Mm -hmm. from a place where I had done nothing and was Mm -hmm. bringing at that point nothing to the table. And immediately I was just greeted with so much warmth and support Mm -hmm. and grace Mm -hmm. and patience and people who wanted to Mm -hmm. cheer me up and listen to me and just support me. And and that was... That was mm-hmm. just right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And just as a disclaimer, we're like telling some of the Jesus-y highlights here. We're like, yeah. we, we, we mess this up all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all, by this point so, in this podcast, know yeah. we're pretty much humans. Yeah, and, uh, we're just normal people. We are yeah. telling some nice mm-hmm. stories. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. who wants to listen to the, like all the, well, yeah. we've shared I mean, a lot that of would the be worst. We've shared too. some of the yeah. worst already, yeah. but yeah. 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 Um, I feel like I had a, a really amazing, amazing in like the, worst and best way, but just very intense time last summer, um, where I had been like on a spiritual retreat and like reflecting and came home with like, I had had a vision and like, I had had all this weird stuff happen when I was praying and talking to God about like my life and, and my, the direction for it. And like, I came home wanting to like confess to some sin in my life, which like, I am a Christian and I do this and I still hate the terms confessing to sin. Cause I'm like, that's so mm-hmm. like, brutal and and harsh Mm. and like I don't want people to feel like 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 the judgment and the retribution that comes with that like I came home and I and I just knew that I needed to confess this sin and ask for forgiveness in sort of like a a tiny scenario where like the people around me were like my family and God um and it was in a different way than like anytime I'd come home to like my family or like my parents with stuff like that like there have been times when I've shared things with other people who are Christians and who I know love me, but just like it hasn't gone well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And we still love each other and we're very close, but like there's just been times where like I have been met with, like I've been met with condemnation or I've been met with just like, like things other than the assurance that like God is in control and that God loves me, which is like very hard to take if you're in a really vulnerable place with something like that. So Mm -hmm. like being able to come home and can, like it was, it was something in the in the sphere of like relationships and mm-hmm. making compromises in relationships. And I just came home feeling very convicted of that. And so I was able to like sit with my housemates and say like, "Can I confess this to you?" And you said, "Yes, we'll hear you." Sorry, yeah, I knew it would happen. It's okay. <laughs> it was a very beautiful and like time. like we hear it, um, mm-hmm. like we receive that. But, like, we love you. God loves you. Like, this is what God, this is how God has called you to live. Do you want that? Like, right now, do you want to choose that with us? And I was like, yes, this is this is all part of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, we literally, like, we prayed in the house, um, like, in the living room. We sat up on, like, on my bed just in my room and kind of, like, consecrated my living space because it just felt like this thing that had permeated where I lived and it kind of come home to roost with me in a way that was, was dark and was really putting a wedge in between me. And it was so funny cause it was the kind of thing where like, um, this thing that I had brought home and wanted to confess, like, like they prayed with me, they, they offered God's forgiveness to me cause we can do that as Christians. We get mm-hmm. to do that to each other. And like from then on, um, I did make missteps in that area. Like from that, like we're talking about like to put it on the, like we're talking about sexual immorality, which is a, really um touchy term and if you're not a christian then you won't even understand why this is such a big deal potentially but like other yeah um and like it was the kind of thing where they then like i made missteps after that and i like i kind of 
broke it again and I kind of messed up there again in times after that but it was never like I was never met with like disappointment from them I was never met with like anger anything like that even though I'd kind of broken like house rules and and gone back on like when I had asked them to you know sit with me and listen to my confession and forgive me and all this like they kept me accountable they kept asking like okay Mary like where are you with this Mm. where are you seeing God calling you in this like how do we support you in that um which then led to like making deeper changes as as life went on as time went on so like it was one of those things where I realized like it's never like a one and done conversation with the Mm. hard things but Mm. they were just incredibly consistent with um how loving and how kind they were um when they could have they could have just like pointed back to like the book and the rules and said like well you just need to do this and you're not doing this. But instead we're like mm-hmm. very patient with me and very understanding and coming. Like I knew that I could tell them all this stuff that was hard to get off my chest. Cause I, I trusted that they, they had my best um, intention at heart, but like, not just like that they loved me, but that like they really wanted to see me become who God's calling me to be. Mm-hmm. They really wanted me to be like walking on that pathway. Um, and that's just like one example, but that's like not the only time that we've we've gone to some of those like really intense places together. So, Thanks yeah. for sharing that, Mayor. Yeah. <laughs> pro, pro tip to people listening: when somebody comes to you and says like, "Here's something I need to confess," and to confess is just to say like, "I have to speak the truth about it," because right. every day we don't it's, tell the truth. It's weighing on me. Mm-hmm. It's weighing on me, mm-hmm. and that's the thing that people should understand. Like, good Christian confession is like, God is weighing on me. Like, my own conscience is weighing mm-hmm. on me. It's not rules that we throw mm-hmm. on each other, but it's mm-hmm. trusting mm-hmm. that if we invite God to live in us, God does, and then our hearts mm-hmm. um, push us to be the healthiest people we can be. Mm-hmm. And if someone comes to you and says, like, I have to speak the truth about this and like confess this, you don't say like mm-hmm. you don't you say you don't say yeah i noticed yeah. or something <laughs> like, like that like well you know that's bad it's like yeah, yeah that's why i'm here yeah. you idiot like but also yeah. you don't say like it's not that big a deal like someone's right. conscience is already weighing on them you mm-hmm. say like let me listen and then you say i love you this mm-hmm. is who you are mm-hmm. and you are forgiven mm-hmm. and you give them the gift of forgiveness yeah. and you don't say if it ever happens again you're in big trouble mm-hmm. yeah. you say and if you ever if whatever your thing is ever happens again, which it might, you're still exactly that person. And you know, mm-hmm. when you come back to me, I'm going to remind you of that and forgive you again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like in the same way that hurt people, hurt people like yeah. healed and forgiven people heal and forgive people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that is like all the pompous religious language and like all the ways that we'll talk about like church and all these things. Really what it comes down to is like, are we forgiving and healing one another in the way that Jesus forgave and healed us? Mm-hmm. And like, are we becoming that for one another? And I think that is like the most tangible way to live out this mm-hmm. faith. That's mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Yeah. And trusting that like when someone has something heavy on their heart like that, mm-hmm. that, that they're coming to you because they need to be free of that thing. Mm-hmm. And so to draw more attention to it or to not draw enough attention to it, it's like, we just need to, we just, you just need to be free because, like, you're just meant to be a free person. Mm-hmm. And and to not ever use that as a weapon against somebody. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. I hope that you feel that way, yeah. that, like, that's never been held over yeah. you or, no. yeah. No, never, mm-hmm. never. And you have, like, you were just so vulnerable with us, but, like, mm-hmm. there are so many times where you have been Jesus to all mm-hmm. of us, where mm-hmm. you have, like, mm-hmm. like, you have encouraged me so many times when I'm, like, I don't know, is church worth it? This is hard. I'm tired. Does it matter? And you're like, this does matter. This is important. Like, I need this or I'll die. Like, I, yeah, and, like, and like where, you know, 
where you've articulated things um, about about walking with God that are just like so healing and, and valuable. And so this really is the cool thing about this house yeah. is like, and the cool thing about your communities, whoever you are, like if, if you have a community mm-hmm. that is rooted in this Christian um, imagination and this way of viewing the world mm-hmm. is you are called to be Jesus to one another. And I guess it might be worth throwing out there that like, mm-hmm. if you're not Christians listening to this, you wouldn't call yourself Christians or whatever it is. No judgment. That's absolutely fine. But find a narrative that can bind you. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd really challenge you listening to this, like find the best story you can. And for mm-hmm. us, we think that story is best captured in the person of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely mm-hmm. think, recommend you check that out. <laughs> and if you want to find a cool Can't church in you your city or town, <laughs> you email askahousey at gmail.com and I'll mm-hmm. find you a cool church. Yeah. And at but the very least, like surround yourself least. with people who are like calling you to be better. They and, want like, the best want for you. Want the best yeah. for you yep. and like want you to be healthy and like, mm-hmm. and are, are, there for you when you're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Oh, this is good. Yeah. I think that living in a house with people, um, <laughs> we live together in a house and it's so, it sounds <laughs> so simple, oh, but it's just so like, much. you just see the real versions of people. Yeah. And like, we've all seen each other on bad days and we've all seen like the days where we can't even, and mm. like to just know that like I'm accepted and loved when I've got nothing to give you guys mm. is like, so profound to me and like that's where I see Jesus and like I didn't know being a mom was going to be so hard some people have more kids I'm sure it's even harder but I just have come down from like sleepless nights and hours of breastfeeding and I'm just wearing my house coat and I'm a frazzled mess Mm -hmm. and someone takes my baby and like Mm -hmm. someone's already poured me a coffee and I'm like that is just like a cup of coffee is like where I've seen Jesus and it's so simple yeah Yeah. Yeah, it just it's it's really wonderful well, that's all the time we've got for this week, even though we have so much <laughs> I want to know do. where Ben saw Jesus. Ben? Oh, good grief. Um, <laughs> ben was so excited. Ben that has you a four-word answer. Yeah. Right. No, we got, we got time. Oh, good grief, guys. Put me on the spot. Ben's thankful Jeez. for and ben wants God to be for. near. Um, well, I think I kind of answered this already in saying that like, I see Jesus in the way that you guys all interact with your spirituality mm. um, and then the grace that you provide each other with and like the grace that you provide me with. Like I'm not a model house made by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and I, and I think that that is, that is Jesus to me in a certain way, but it's also like when, when you guys engage in the hard conversations with other people and then I hear about it, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm a, a, f- a front row seat and keep saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, when I see you guys do that, like it, it inspires me to do that as well. Right. Mm-hmm. To speak yeah. up for somebody who is, um, who maybe won't speak up for themselves or mm-hmm. like who um, is being taken advantage of or um, speak up for yourself if like somebody is taking advantage of you or something like that. And like in those ways when you, yeah, when you pursue justice like or pursue righteousness or any of those things, when you pursue those like the those aspects, um, it, it really speaks to me about how to model my own, you know, behaviors and mm. stuff like that. Mm. Like I... Uh, yeah, that's how I see Jesus, and it's a very like yeah. here and there kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not not like pointing around the house, being mm. like, Jesus, mm. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It's, yeah. it's it's not really like that, and that's not how my faith works either. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is those things that come deeply ingrained in me. Like I'm the kind of person who absolutely hates conflict. I hate confrontation, anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, mm-hmm. But watching you guys like 
go into these scenarios where, you know, you have confrontation, you have conflict, like, my initial reaction would be like, you know what, just write it off. Just, like, screw it. Like, never mind. Just brush it out of your life and then move on from it. But where you pursue, like, you really go after making sure that, like, okay, we're going to deal with this in a way that is, like, loving and is um, mm. Christian and is that uh, community-focused and, like, mm. uh, is peace-oriented. Mm. Like, all of those things, those are the ways in which I see Jesus. And those are the ways in which I, like, really look up to you guys, but also, like, look to our broader community um, and then take those examples into, you know, into my life in different ways. Mm-hmm. So, That's yeah. cool. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we are officially out of time. <laughs> so that is it for this week. Um, next week we are going to be answering questions. So if you have questions about this week or any other topics, just email them in to askahousey at gmail.com. Housey spelled H-O-U-S-I-E. Correct. At gmail.com. Ask a housey and uh, send us questions and we will jump into that next week. Thank you guys so much for joining us yet again. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Oh, guys, I hate that sign off so much. Okay. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Unintentional Community Podcast. We are mixed and recorded in downtown Hamilton at Sheepdog Studios. Special thanks to Gareth Inkster for that very catchy jingle. And you can go get his new album on anywhere that you get your music called Last Year. And don't forget to send your questions in to askahousey at gmail.com. Of course, housey is spelt H-O-U-S-I-E. Askahousey at gmail.com and we'll answer those in our fifth and final episode. Have a great day.